1: You're listening to Hurt At Sports Radio. Takes it, and straight on punt, line drive, Hardy takes it, his own 32, 35, 40, Hardy 45, swings near side 50, 45, 40, near side 30, putter to beat it to 20, goes by him at the 10, the (laughs) 5, touchdown, Penn State, Daquan Hardy, his second punt return
2: for a touchdown this afternoon. Wrapping up hour number two here on Heard Out Sports Radio, ESPN, Tri-Cities, AM 590, ESPN Omaha. I'm Robbie Lula. That's Andrew Rogers. And we are brought to you by Rockbrook Camera. They are not just trying to sell you a camera. They're trying to help you become the best photographer You can be whatever that means for your life, whether you're trying to be a professional photographer or just capturing your memories and sharing them with friends and family. They'll support you after the sale with unlimited uh, things like classes and other things to get you acquainted with your new equipment. They've got the latest technology. You can check it all out at rockbrookcamera.com, 168th and West Center in Omaha, or 70th and Pioneer in Lincoln. Joining us now to preview... Uh, The biggest game in college football this week, Mike Gross of Lancaster Online, he covers Penn State football. They are facing off against Ohio State. Mike, how are you this morning?
1: I'm doing great, guys. How are you?
2: We are doing well. I guess what is the just general feeling about going into this week? Uh, you've got a top-ten matchup, supremacy maybe in the Big Ten East on the table. What is the general vibe, especially coming off of kind of a weird midseason game against UMass? Now you're going from one end of the spectrum to the other. What's the feeling around uh, Pennsylvania right now?
1: Well, that's, just calling it weird, that's a very kind <laughs> way to say it. Yeah, that was a, boy, that was an epic matchup, wasn't it? You know? Uh, it's nice if you're UMass that you get 1.6 million dollars to come get your head kicked in. But anyway, um, yeah, this is uh, you know people have been pointing for this, pointing to this this was specific day for a year now uh, in, in Penn State. I, I don't think uh, I, I don't think the fan base has ever been bigger and ever been more rabid, and the expectations are super high. Uh, I think this is. Uh, this is this stretch of games here, from here to the finish line, is seen as uh, a referendum on James Franklin. Uh, so it's uh, you hate to you hate to engage in hyperbole, but this is a really big game. This is this is huge for for Penn State, and it's huge for Ohio State too.
2: Uh, Mike, I, I wanted to ask you about that. You mentioned the referendum on James Franklin. Obviously, the only two losses last year were to Ohio State and Michigan. He's struggled in these games against the elite of the Big Ten East. Um, Overall, he's been very successful at Penn State, but it does seem like there's a little bit of tension, maybe consternation between his, his relationship with maybe fans and even people in the university with his inability to kind of get into that same category as Ohio State and Michigan. Is that an accurate read on the situation?
1: Well, I, I don't know about within the university. I think right now with the current AD, Patrick Kraft, the current president, I, I think there's pretty good alignment about what they're doing in football, and I think they're pretty behind uh, Franklin as far as the fans. And uh, I mean, if they don't, if they lose on Saturday, you're going to be hearing it again. He can't win the big one, and, and uh, he's a good recruiter and he's a good uh, enthusiasm builder. But the, the, the next. of being able to do it against the true elite, he's fallen short. Uh, You know, I don't know if that's 100% fair. And I do think that he's closer now. Penn State's roster, Mm -hmm. overall uh, depth, I think he's closer now to the real Mm. top shelf of the sport than he's been at any other time in his tenure. So, hey, it's it's kind of like, I I think this particular, this two-year window, with some of the second-year players they have who, who are going to be here next year, I think this two-year window is really critical to the way he's going to be remembered and, uh, and critical
0: to his tenure going forward. Mike, it's been six straight years without a win against Ohio State. Um, with where both teams are currently at this season, and the injuries lingering on the Buckeyes' side, do you think yep. that's an advantage for Penn State in this game?
1: I think it, I think that's a, I think that's a small advantage. Yeah, uh, and I would also say this: Friends, Penn State is unbelievably fresh. They, their defense has been on the field for uh, I saw snap counts the other day. I think they're second fewest in the country. And when you consider how many people they play on defense, they play nineteen or twenty kids on defense. Uh, they, they're they're it's hard to believe how healthy and fresh they appear to be at this point in the season, and that's got to be, I think maybe it's a disadvantage that they haven't been in a close game. The Penn State hasn't been in a close game, even going back to the middle of last season, uh, which obviously is a function of the schedule, but you're, you're asking you're asking Drew Aller and a lot of other people who have never really been in this spot before to perform, to make big plays, uh, if they're going to get
0: it done on Saturday. Mike, they may not have been in a close game, but the big knock on Penn State this year is, have they really played any team that's, that's worthy uh, of where Penn State is in the rankings? Uh, so do you think about that at all when it comes to the conversation of, well, they haven't been in a close game, but have they actually played anyone this year?
1: Yeah, I think sure, that's part of it. Uh, I do think that what they did to Iowa... Was pretty impressive because against you know Iowa's defense, was offense is just brutal, as you guys know. But but their defense is pretty good, and they were able 100%. to really control. They were really able to control that game uh, on both sides of the ball. Uh, they impressed me there, um, and uh, but you know their schedule has not been great. Let's be honest; it's going to get a lot tougher, but it hasn't been much to this point.
2: We're talking with Mike Gross, Lancaster Online. He covers Penn State. Mike, uh, I'm curious about how the uh, reception of Drew Aller in his uh, first time starting for Penn State, how has that been, just the way he's played? Um, I guess, how would you evaluate his play halfway through the season?
1: Uh, I I think he's played well. I think people were expecting and I know they were hoping to be just blown away by this guy. and He was going to be a Heisman candidate right away and And and, uh, that hasn't happened. He's been very careful with the football. He does not have a turnover in his college career, Mm -hmm. uh, including the 100 or so snaps that he played last year. Uh, Week one, West Virginia said, okay, this rookie quarterback making his first start, let's see if he can throw the ball over our head. They dared him to do it, and he did it. And everybody since then has taken the opposite tack. You're not going to throw it over our head. And he has taken a lot of, uh, you know, take the hot route, take the underneath route. Uh, uh, he, so he's been good, but they definitely want to push the ball down the field a little more than they have so far. And they're going to have to against Ohio State and Michigan. I mean, you're not going to you're not going to do 15 play drives of four yards at a pop and beat
0: those kind of teams.
1: So uh, it's a big it's a big big Saturday for Drew Holler, too.
0: Mike, not that UMass is anything to brag about, because as we know, we already we already talked about that a little bit coming in. But you know, good teams show their dominance against inferior opponents, and that's nothing to sleep on defensively, especially seeing as the Nittany Lions are number one in total defense. What makes those eleven guys so special?
1: They're really athletic. They're really fast. They have a lot of depth. It's more than eleven and they have a coordinator who's really well-suited to this group because he puts them in position to wreak havoc. I I, I think, uh, uh, like last week, uh, 14 tackles for loss and seven sacks, and they've also been very good at limiting other teams on a per play basis. It's not one of those gambling defenses that will give up a big play once in a while. At least so far it hasn't been. And... Uh, the really intriguing matchup on Saturday, I think, is Ohio State's wide receivers, assuming they're healthy, maybe the best group in the country, against Penn State's cornerbacks, who are maybe the best group in the country. Really elite. Penn State is really elite at that position group. So those guys battling each other, I think, will be fun to watch, sort of game within the game kind of thing.
2: Mike, obviously Drew Aller was kind of an unknown coming into the season. So, but we've already talked about him. So let's take him off the table. Has there been a newcomer that you've been particularly surprised or impressed by in terms of how they've performed halfway through this season?
1: Uh, a guy that's a guy that's emerged uh, a little bit. He's not a newcomer. He's been there a while. Sure. But Is uh, da- Daquan Hardy, who, who you just you played little, you played the. Uh, a radio call of his uh, punt return on—he had two punt returns for a touchdown. Uh, one of them was the first time he ever returned a punt in college. Uh, <laughs> he's been their nickel corner for a couple of years, and he—he's been excellent in that role. But uh, and Franklin said after the game, we—we—we uh, kind of handed him the the punt returner's job. We're trying to create some more explosive plays, uh, and he's maybe a guy—he's maybe a guy who could do that. Um, and uh, other than that, newcomers. I mean, they have a lot of kids who are gonna be good, who have showed up on special teams so far. Mm-hmm. Some true freshmen. There's a there's a safety named uh, King Mack who's been very good. But as far as somebody that really out of the blue on right now, uh, killing it on offense or defense. Uh, not really. They they've had a lot of they, they have enough experience, although they are fairly young. Uh, and again, uh, it's depth. It's depth on, especially on defense. They don't have anybody with great, like, great tackling numbers or anything like that on defense because they just play so many guys and come at
0: you in droves. Mike, ESPN predictions have Ohio State pulling out a close win at home by a spread of five points. If you were making a prediction on this game, all bias aside, what is the final score?
1: Are you all bias aside? (laughs) All bias aside. (laughs) Very well phrased. Good. Good. no, I, I, I think I, I like I like Ohio State a little. I think I think Penn State is going to win one of these two games this year. And at the beginning of the year, I would have said this was the one because I think it's a more favorable matchup. Mm. But the way the season is playing out now, I don't know. I, I feel like I, I think the not having been in any close game, I, I really do think that's a, that's a concern. Uh, I, um, so it's an extremely tough call. I'm going to go Buckeyes by a hair, maybe by three or four.
2: Mm. Mike Gross, Lancaster Online. We appreciate your time. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Mike. You got
1: it, fellas.